Welcome back to the Jesus is for Real podcast. I'm your host, John, and today we dive into the main storyline. If you're listening, it's for a reason, and I'm glad you're here. Now that you're familiar with the backstories of Akiana Kromerik and Colton Burpo, the unbelievably true story I'm about to share with you is going to blow your mind. It has been said that a biography is a story about a man and that a testimony is a story about Jesus. This is my testimony. So I'm a podcast junkie myself who happens to be a Christian. And in early 2021, I decided that I was going to create a podcast about Jesus. I'm not good with Bible verses, and there are plenty of podcasts for that anyway, I thought. I really had no clue where to start. But I knew about Colton's story, having read Heaven is for Real, and having watched the movie. And I knew about Akiana's Prince of Peace, by way of Heaven is for Real. So in early 2021, I visited Akiana's online gallery, and I saved a copy of Prince of Peace to my phone, and made the image my screensaver. From that point forward, any time I would check my phone for the date and time or missed calls, I would see the face of Jesus. I figured this was a good place to start. I earned my living as a property insurance adjuster for an insurance company in Texas. I am who the insurance company sends to look at your house after a hailstorm, for example. It's what my dad did for a living, so I guess you could say it's in my DNA. On March 17, 2022, wildfires ignited across Eastland County, Texas, as a cold front produced strong winds and brought a worst-case scenario to life. Nothing is safe as flames spread. Strong winds and extremely dry conditions are fueling wildfires about 100 miles west of Fort Worth. We have a map for you of where these fires are burning. There are four of them. The Kid Fire, the Wheatfield Fire, the Walling Fire, and the Oakmont Fire. Together, these fires are being called the Eastland Complex. So far, more than 45,000 acres have burned, and it's only 10% contained. So my company ended up sending three field adjusters to handle the influx of wildfire claims in Eastland County, Texas. I happened to be one of them. And one of the first wildfire claims I worked on was for a man named Brian. So Brian lost a shed and everything in it to the wildfire, but his home was mostly free of major damage. And I remember him saying something like, Thank God I only had this much damage. You know, it could have been much worse. Since he brought up God, I asked him if he was a Christian, and he said he was. I asked him if he knew what Jesus actually looked like. Of course, he said he didn't. And I showed him my phone's screensaver image of Prince of Peace, and I told him Akiana's story and Colton's story. After hearing their stories, Brian had this sort of bewildered look on his face, and he said something similar had happened to his uncle. He left it vague like that, and I didn't pry. He asked me if I would mind sending him the Prince of Peace image via text, and I did. Two days later, I drove up to my next claim in Eastland County. It was a home surrounded by large, dry, leafless trees and it was still standing. In fact, there was absolutely no damage to any part of the home. 
The older gentleman whose home I was inspecting told me on the day of the wildfire, right before he was forced to evacuate, he dropped down to his knees, raised his arms, and asked God to spare his family's home. I asked him if he was a Christian, and he said he was. I asked him if he knew what Jesus actually looked like, and I showed him the image of Prince of Peace from my phone. Here's where the story gets good. He immediately pulls out his phone and brings up the same image of Prince of Peace. He tells me that his nephew Brian, who has a different last name by the way, just sent him the same image two days ago. I mean, I couldn't believe it. This was already unbelievable. I asked him if he knew the story behind Prince of Peace, and he said no. I told him Akiana's story and Colton's story, and he started to cry. He told me he had a story to share, and I instantly somehow knew this was going to be the material for my podcast about Jesus. The following is my field recording taken with permission from Mr. Lassiter on March 29th, 2022. Because brothers and sisters should tell tell things like this to each other so tell me from the beginning <clears throat> sorry yeah i got i got the phone call about midnight that they were on the way to the emergency room with my grandson in an ambulance so i got in the car and uh i drove i drove all the way from dc i was hoping i'd run into the highway patrol somewhere between dc and in greens uh, uh they live in greensboro Close to Greensboro, North Carolina, and and uh, that's about a four or five and a half hour drive. So I'm doing about eighty all the way home. Never saw a highway patrol because I wanted one to stop me to to sit down the road, give me either escort to let them know I'm on my way and I ain't stopping for nobody. So uh, I went all the way and, and didn't see one, and it was like I had a clear path all the way. So I got home <clears throat> that morning. And, and I'd called him, but I went by the house because I wasn't for sure where they were at. And so I lived in uh, High Point, North Carolina. And uh, so when I got home, <clears throat> I changed clothes and got ready to go and wait for a phone call to where they were at because I didn't know where they were at. Well, they come walking in the door with my grandson. Melissa was older than my grandson. And I said... He's two years old, He's right? two and a half years old. And I said, what... He was, you know, he, what happened? And then that's when they told me that <clears throat> he had actually, when they picked him up at the house, he had some kind of, uh, 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 I don't know what you call it, but uh, he just passed out and couldn't breathe. And, and by the time the paramedics got there, they had pronounced him dead, uh, deceased. And so, Melissa, they got him in the ambulance. That's why they were they were still going to the to the hospital, but not with their lights on, because they don't, you know, when people decease, they just turn their lights on and right. and and get to where they're going. And uh, I don't, I'd have to ask her how long that time span was, but all of it said and done, he deceased. He went to heaven. He uh, he actually uh, saw. Our first uh, daughter that was born had a twin. Your your daughter? My daughter. Uh, 
my oldest daughter, Melissa's. I have two. She's the youngest daughter. We have two. Okay. And the doctors told my wife and myself that uh, the placenta had one inside and one outside, and it was twins, but the other one didn't separate. But when Bryce went to heaven, he saw her. The little girl walked up to her and said, "I'm your your mom's sister." And uh, and he didn't know about her. He didn't. He didn't know. No, he was two and a half years old. And uh, <clears throat> no, nothing was ever said. And then uh, and when he and he told you that that he'd seen her. Yeah, he told his mom that he had seen his her sister in heaven, and, and she didn't know how to react to that how to process. but uh, how to process it and and then uh, she told my wife about it Melissa did after a while <clears throat> and then <clears throat> uh, he described she can tell that more than I can but he described how heaven looked how beautiful it looked and everything and uh, he was talking to this little girl and, and playing things like that and then he said this when Jesus walked up to him, uh, he was talking to him, and, and uh, my mom said, well, did you, uh, or his mom said, well, and my, my wife said, well, if it was so beautiful and everything, you wanted to stay there, and he said, yeah, he said, but Jesus told me it's time for me to go back. So he came We have yet to show him the picture that of, of Jesus, but we're going to do that someday soon. Okay. And, uh, he's a teenager right now, yeah. <clears throat> and I'll give you a footnote to that story. All right. <coughs> we we lived in the, an, a, a, for we take him to the swimming pool a lot when he was about four or five. He was staying a lot with us, and we were out at the pool one day, sitting on the side of their feet in the water, just playing around. In clouds, you know how Texas, well, this was in, in North Carolina, but it kind of had like Texas clouds, big old puffy white clouds up there. <clears throat> he said, uh, my, my wife was on one side of it and I was on the other. And uh, Bryce looked up and he said, Granddad, you see that angel up there? And uh, I said, well, <laughs> you know, it kind of hit me. I thought, well, I looked and I said, uh, well, is there one up there? You know, how do you answer a little four or five year old? that you can't see him, but he could. And he said, no, he's right up there sitting on that cloud. And I said, uh, well, that's good. I said, I'm glad you, you can see him. I said, uh, wave at him for me. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> wow. Sorry. No, no, that's, uh, but that's that, an amazing story. That, that's what happened to our family. Thank you for listening to the Jesus is for Real podcast. In the next episode, I interview Melissa, Mr. Lassiter's daughter. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. You can also email us at Jesus is for Real podcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Jesus is for Real podcast. 
Lastly, please tell everyone you know that Jesus is for real.